Today is November 6, 2020. We still don't know who the president is. Trump cries foul play, and pretty much everyone is confused. Welcome back, friends and family, to Split the Difference podcast. This is hosted by yours truly. Austin Taylor. Thank you for joining in with us today. We got another great show for you coming in. We got all the latest news. Well, as late as we can possibly get it out to you. (laughs) We've got all the insights from the left and all the insights from the right. We are trying our best to split the difference and find that sweet, sweet truth that lies there in the middle because we know that it's got to be out there. Not everything is as awful as the media always paints it out to be because we know that we can be level-headed, we know that we can be reasonable, and we know that we can split the difference and we can find the good stuff that's in between the left and the right. And right now, I know that it seems extremely divided, and I know that right now you're probably watching the news and you're probably on Twitter or on Instagram or on Facebook and you're looking around and you're like, what in the world is happening? Well, I'm not going to be able to tell you that I can solve all of those problems by any stretch of the imagination, but I do want to work so hard on this podcast to encourage some sort of unity to be able to bring both sides together as much as possible. And for us to figure out how to get through these and and navigate these difficult times together. Because we need both sides of the aisle to come together in order to be able to figure out where to go from here. Because right now, we are living in some crazy times. So, with that being said, let's go ahead and hop on into our story number one. So at the time of recording this podcast, we still do not have any definite answer around who the president is going to be, right? We knew it was going to be a long fight. We knew that there was going to be a whole bunch, I mean, just gnawing at each other back and forth between Biden and Trump. We knew that there was going to be some states that decided to wait a really long time in order to count their ballots. I mean, heck, uh, North Carolina legally still has until November 12th to count the rest of their ballots. So um, that is six days from now. So when it comes down to it, we knew that it was going to take a while. What I guess I have been surprised about is um, how actually close that it is. I mean, it is it is crazy how close it is. I mean, I have, and I'm going to have to look at it on my phone because it is coming out literally as I'm as I'm making the show right now. But the latest results come in from Georgia um, as of 6 a.m. 6:10 a.m. on Friday morning. Um, have Biden up by 1,096 votes in Georgia. 1,096 votes in Georgia. So that is a huge change from the past couple of days. I think that pretty much everybody has been looking at Georgia and they've been saying, listen, that is historically a deep blue state or a deep red state. I mean, there is no way that Biden is going to get Georgia. Trump has that in the bag. And if Trump gets Georgia, we know he's probably going to get Pennsylvania. It looks like he's probably going to get North Carolina. So all he's got to do is get Nevada. And that's within about eight votes or so. So we know that uh, Trump actually has a shot here. Well, if Georgia's gone, Trump does not have a shot, right? I've, I mean, there's no way that Trump's going to be able to get that back. There's no way he's going to be able to uh, be able to make up those ba- those electoral votes here towards the end. Right now, uh, Joe Biden is is being credited. Depend on the source, depending on the source that you're looking at, 
with anywhere between 253 or 264 electoral votes right now. Um, the reason why I say it depends on the news source because there's a couple of sources that have called Arizona for Joe Biden already. Fox News was actually the first one that did it um, a couple of days ago, but I think that that's the right move. I think that Arizona is going for Biden. Um, even from earlier this week, right, when I was looking at all these polls that were coming in on like Wednesday morning, halfway through Wednesday, I still, I still really did think that Trump was going to take it. Um, and the reason why I thought that was because it, it looked like Georgia uh, was pretty much un, on locks, uh, like under lock for, by Donald Trump. Looked like he had North Carolina. Looked like he had, he had Pennsylvania. I, it also looked like he had a pretty good shot in Michigan and in Wisconsin. And then all of a sudden, you know, it just started to, there was like this, they're calling it the red mirage, where like in the beginning, it all looks like it's completely red. But then slowly but surely, a bunch of those mail-in votes and absentee ballots start getting counted, and it starts to lean much more closer to blue, which, before all of my Republican listeners start crying foul here, um, that does not mean that the Democrats went in and added more votes in that were Democrats. What that means is, for the past 10 months or so, Donald Trump has stood up on various stages and screamed and yelled that if you vote by mail, then you are like committing some type of fraud, and that uh, mail-in voting is just rife with all of these problems, and that we shouldn't allow vote, uh, voting by mail, that... Uh, uh, all of the United States Postal Service, Service is corrupt and that there's nothing that we should, uh, we sh there's no reason why we should allow them to be delivering our ballots on, on or around Election Day. So if you are a Republican and you are a big Trump supporter this time around and you were living up in Michigan, you were probably going to go to the poll. You weren't going to vote by mail because the president that you support has told you for months not to vote by mail. We should not be surprised if the mail-in voting is literally 90%, 95% all leaning towards Biden. That would make sense. So just because the mail-in votings that are and absentee votings that are coming in are more leaning or more skewed towards Joe Biden doesn't mean that there are, there's foul play involved. It just means that Donald Trump told everybody not to vote in mail. The only people that listen to Donald Trump are Donald Trump supporters. So anyways... Um, it's important, I think, now because of how close it is, right? Like, if Joe Biden wins Georgia by, like, 1,500 votes, that is unbelievably close. And, I mean, as the last time that I checked, uh, Nevada is still within, a, like, a couple thousand votes. Um, Arizona's within about 70,000 votes or so. Georgia is now within about 1,000 to 2,000 votes. North Carolina is within around, you know, 70, 60 to 70,000 votes. I mean, it is like everywhere is just an absolute nail-biter all the way across the country. So in some of these states, uh, there's going to be recounting, okay? Especially these battleground states. Donald Trump is, of course, going to ask for recounts. So in Wisconsin, a mandatory recount is required if the margin is within 1%. And it's looking like right now the margin is within 1%. So in, in Wisconsin, we know we're going to have a mandatory recount. In Michigan, a mandatory recount if it's within 2,000 votes. Well, right now, it's not within 2,000 votes, but a recount can happen if it is within two days of canvassing or if there's evidence of fraud. Hence why Trump very early on 
already started to file lawsuits in Michigan. He wants to be able to prove or at least be able to say that there was evidence of fraud there. So that's why he needs to be able to have a recount. Uh, in Pennsylvania, a mandatory recount, if it's within half a percent, um, right now it doesn't look like it's going to be within half a percent, but it could be done. Uh, it could, you know, it could be like that. They have until November 29th in order to do the recount. And uh, the recount must be requested within five days of the of everything actually being finalized. So by the end of today, we should know what the end result is in Pennsylvania, right? We should know. Trump uh, filed a also filed a suit in Pennsylvania, and then subsequently withdrew that suit in Pennsylvania because I think that he thinks he's going to win. Classic. So in Georgia, there is no automatic recount. But you can ask for a recount if the margin of, or if it's within half a percent, and you have to ask within two days. So what likely is going to end up happening in Georgia is they're going to say that Biden won by two or 3,000 votes. Trump's going to come in and say, listen, I want a recount on that. That is way too thin of a margin. And they're going to go through, recount all the votes again. Um, don't know how much of a difference it's going to make, but he, of course, is going to ask for a recount. So in North Carolina, no automatic recount at all. You can only request that the margin is within 10,000 votes. It doesn't look like that's going to happen. If a, if a machine recount yields the same results as the first time around, a candidate can request a by-hand count. Whew. In Nevada, no automatic recount, but a candidate can petition a count regardless of the margin. And then in Arizona, which is... This is probably the biggest one. An automatic recount if the, mar if the margin is within 1%, but candidates are not allowed to request a recount for any reason at all. So Arizona is one of those like big states that it's like, if Trump doesn't win Arizona, he's probably going to lose. Trump uh, loses Georgia. He definitely loses. He still has a way to be able to win at a, almost exactly 270 delegates if he wins North Carolina, Georgia, Pennsylvania, and Nevada. But um, if he were to if he were to win Arizona and win a couple of those states, then obviously it would be it'd be pretty big as well. But um, the next big story, I guess, that we can hop into um, is actually kind of around Trump and his reaction to all of this. So um, I, I will admit I am very very frustrated with how Trump has reacted to all of this. Now, none of this is surprising at all, okay? I'm not sitting here watching Trump rant and rave and throw his arms around like a buffoon, and I'm, and, like, I'm blown away. I cannot believe that Donald Trump would do this. This is just so uncharacter of Donald Trump. But what I am frustrated about is that Donald Trump, instead of realizing the state that our country is in right now and how, how much people are fueled up right now, how riled up people are, how impassioned people are about politics, instead of Trump looking at that and saying, you know what, maybe I should just wait two or three days, put in, file my suits, let the votes be counted, see what the result actually is, have all of my stuff set up to be able to attack this legally and just wait and see what happens for two or three days. Instead of him doing that, Trump has stood up and over, I mean, multiple times this week, stood up and said, 
that there is illegal and nefarious things at play, that he has already won, that he is still president, uh, that there are legal votes that are being counted, and if you count just the legal votes, then he has won by a wide margin. None of that is true. None of it. And it is incredibly dangerous for Trump to be doing this. So, hold on, let's hop in real quick and listen to uh, MSNBC actually cut Trump off in the middle of one of his press conferences because he was standing up saying some stuff like this. So let's let's listen in. If you count the legal votes, I easily win. If you count the illegal votes, they can try to steal the election from us. If you count the votes that came in late, we're looking at them very strongly. But a lot of votes came in late. I've already decisively won many critical states, including massive victories in Florida, Iowa, Indiana, Ohio. Okay, here we are again in the unusual position of not only interrupting the president of the United States, but correcting the president of the United States. And Ari Melber, don't go far. Uh, given that you are our chief legal correspondent, there are no illegal votes that we know of. There has been no Trump victory that we know of. All right, so that's Donald Trump at an official White House press conference standing up there and saying that the Democrats are stealing the election from him, that there are illegal votes that have been counted, that he knows that he is president and that he is president if you look at everything legally. There's no evidence so far outside of a couple of conspiracy theories floating around on Reddit and Twitter that uh, there have been a ton of illegal things that have been done so far. There's not a whole lot of evidence so far that uh, Democrats have been just running rampant over every single polling office in the entire country in order to be able to get Trump out of office. And listen, listen to me. I am not going to sit here and act like bad things don't happen. Okay, I'm not going to just stick my head in the sand and be like every single Democratic official that's uh, running balloting all the way across the country. All of them are great people and none of them would ever do anything wrong to Trump. Of course, I am not saying that. What I am saying, though, is that historically, voter fraud is incredibly minuscule. It's very, very little. We could have a good amount of of voter fraud right now, but the way to go about attacking that is through legal means. File your lawsuits. Do your investigations. If this needs to be drawn out over the next month or so, that's fine, but do it legally and do it right. Don't just stand up on a stage and make a whole bunch of claims that nobody knows if are actually true or not, okay? Because what this is doing is this is inflaming and enraging the entirety of the 68 to 70 million people that just voted for Donald Trump. You now have millions of people that are watching this and they're looking at their TV and they're looking at the person that they voted for who a lot of them absolutely idolize and they are looking at him and they're saying, Donald Trump is saying that the Democrats who the Democrats are our enemy and they are ruining this. They're trying to steal the election from Donald Trump. There is no evidence of that right now. No evidence. And for Donald Trump to stand up there and do that, he is purposefully undermining our democracy. Purposefully. He's like, 
I, and don't get me, I know, I understand, and I hear, I have Republican friends that I've talked to about this over the past couple friend, uh, past couple days, and their first thing, first thing they say every time is, well, that's what the Democrats have been doing for the past three or four years. I hear that, and I hear that that's frustrating. But the Democrats went about it, and they tried to fight, tried to fight all of it in the Senate, tried to fight all of it in the courts. Turned out the vast majority of that, after millions and millions of dollars were spent, of course, uh, was a big old nothing burger, right? The whole Russia collusion, the whole Russia hoax and all this stuff. I, I mean, like, I get it. And I hear that, that both sides of the aisle are doing this. I want and I earnestly desire for both sides of the aisle to stop all of this ridiculous petty back and forth lying about each other lying about what's going on because of course the the democrats pushed a whole bunch of nonsense for two or three years totally hear that totally get that but trump right now has a responsibility to the american people to not sow more discontentment and to not sow more discord. The election was three days ago and Donald Trump, who has been setting this up for months and months, right? Like Donald Trump since like February and March and April when the coronavirus hit has been sowing these seeds of doubt in the minds of every single American person that, uh, that the election was going to be rigged against him. Since the very beginning, Donald Trump has been setting this up. And now we're getting here and Trump is actually acting upon all of that. Okay? Now listen, if there are poor things that are happening within our with all of our election system and with all of the balloting and the Democrats actually are getting in and skewing stuff, then there should be, of course, legal repercussions that happen. And those should be found out through the legal means necessary to find those out. File your cases, file suits, file your suits in your various states, ask for your recounts, ask for better oversight, and see what ends up happening. But if Donald Trump loses, then he loses. This is one of the first times in the history of our country where we are actually facing, we're actually looking at what may happen if a president refuses to step down. And if that happens, we're going to be in a, I mean, a situation that is worse for our democracy than something that I honestly would have, I, I would be blown away. I would have no idea. I would have never been able to guess that something like this would happen. Okay. And I've heard people joke around over the past couple months, like you never know with Donald Trump, he may just, you know, refuse to step down from the presidency if he loses. I didn't actually think that this would be something that we'd be facing right now. But if Donald Trump continues to talk in the way that he is, he will likely think that he just should not have to step down from the presidency because he won. The last thing the American people need right now is more doubt in our electric system, electoral system. We can't have that. We have to be able to trust that. We can't really trust our politicians. We can't really trust our president and what he's saying. We can't trust the person that's running against him either because he says a bunch of stuff that isn't true. We can't trust anybody in Washington, D.C. at all, all right? We, we, can't, we can't trust that uh, we're going to be able to make it through this pandemic without, uh, you know, th hundreds of thousands of people dying. We can't trust the economies bouncing back completely. We can't trust hardly anything. But if we feel like we have some, a little bit of trust left in our electoral system, then we still have that hope and that idea that we can go through and we can make this change. That's what America has always been about, right? 
That's why we have some one, some of the lowest voter fraud in the entire world because our electoral system is in a large part kind of sacred to us. Like this is what we safeguard. This is what this is our protection against people that are going to be crazy and try to ruin the democracy, right? If we can't trust that, then we are in some huge trouble. That is oftentimes the number one thing that ends up falling apart, falling apart first within democracies across the world that are trying to establish a democracy for a long period of time. The people lose faith in them being able to actually elect the officials they want to elect legally. This is not a good spot. Donald Trump needs to step down. He needs to back off. And I know it seems like, you know, maybe I'm hitting Trump really, really hard right now, but that's because Trump needs to be hit hard right now. If he is going to sit and say without evidence that the entirety of the American people are being defrauded and he's going to take away from the the, the election system that we have right now, then we're going to be in huge trouble here over the next month or so. So... This is all happening as we are reaching well over 100,000 cases of coronavirus a day, new cases a day. Jobless claims are still high, up around 7 million or so. Uh, People are confused and they're riled up all the way across the country. You have some Trump supporters standing outside of the convention center up in Detroit, Michigan, uh, chanting and screaming and yelling for the voting to stop, for the vote counting to stop happening, to actually stop counting votes. You have uh, riots and protests that have been sweeping across the nation for months on end now because of the George Floyd killings, because of uh, race relations in the United States, because of how upset people are. And people are tired of this, and they want it to end. This stuff has got to go, okay? There, we can't be sitting around and, and, and not knowing what, like, what is going to happen next but for so long, okay? There has to be some sort of stability, and right now, it's looking like Trump is about to lose, okay? And if Trump loses, you know, honestly, like, I think, I legitimately do think the, the vast majority of Republicans on, you know, people on the right side of the aisle, if Trump loses and they aren't able to prove any type of fraud, they're not able to prove anything wrong, I really do believe the vast majority of the people on the right side of the aisle are going to be like, well, that really sucks, but that's how elections work. My, you know, my, my candidate's not going to win every single time. If Donald Trump wins, especially in the way that he is going about it right now, if it's this close, if he wins with 270 electoral votes, he's crying foul play the entire time. He's crying, you know, that there's fraud. He's saying that everything is rigged against him. And then he actually wins. There are going to be protests and riots across this country that we haven't seen. I mean, that are going to be very, very similar to what we've seen for the entire year. So... It's not because I think that Republicans are just better, but I think it's because at this point, like the way that Donald Trump has positioned himself in front of the American people, he has made it sound like if you are a Democrat, you are a horrible person and you're purposely trying to defraud the country. And uh, I think that that's going to make a lot of people very upset. It makes me upset. And I'm, I'm not a hardline Democrat, right? I, I like, I, that's so frustrating. So um, I don't care who you voted for. I don't care what's happening right now. There has to be some level of unity. There has to be some level of both sides looking at each other and being like, all right, I don't know totally what's going on right now, but if we're going to make it through all this and we're going to last through all the way through January in the next inauguration, then we are going to have to say, whatever happens, it's going to be all right. 
we're going to have to push through this together. We're going to have to make some compromises. We're going to have to reach across the aisle and we're going to have to just figure this stuff out. Because right now we have one president that's saying that he's already won. Joe Biden hasn't declared victory, but he said that he thinks that he's going to win. It's looking like Joe Biden is right. We have to be able to look at all this and say, all right, whatever happens, we're just going to hope and pray that the system isn't rigged against anybody. We're going to hope and pray that we're going to be be friends with our neighbors from here on out because there's not going to be so much division that's sown. And we're going to push through this and we're going to be fine, regardless of who the president is. They may not be the president that I wanted, but we're going to be all right. So um, I urge all of my listeners to please bring unity as much as possible. If there's anybody that can do it, I know that we can do it. Here wants to split the difference podcast. So with all of that having been said, that's going to be the show for today. Let's go ahead and hop on in to something that made me smile. So something that made me smile. Um, This actually is over the past couple weeks. I forgot how good this show was. But if you have never seen the show New Girl, you totally need to watch that show. It's on Netflix and it is quirky and it's hilarious. My wife and I watched it a long time ago. But I'd forgotten how good it was. It's like one of those kind of sitcoms that's like kind of dumb but also hilarious. And you can kind of turn your brain off a little bit after work and watch it with your wife or your friends or significant other. And you can just, you know, sit down and kind of enjoy it. Jessica Day is, or Zoe Deschanel, is absolutely hilarious on that show. There's also a lot of people with bangs on that show, which I don't understand because I don't even think that hairstyle was extremely popular at that point in time. But... It is a hilarious show. You totally should go and check it out if you've never watched it. For me, it's on up there with like How I Met Your Mother, uh, The Office, Parks and Rec. It's not nearly as funny as maybe The Office and and Parks and Rec, but it is very good. And you totally should go and check it out if you have not ever watched it before. So with that having been said, that is the show. Thank you for sticking in with me today. I know there wasn't a lot of me bringing you the news. Today was a lot more of uh, me on my soapbox saying all the stuff that is wrong right now. But that's because there is, there's pretty, all the world's news has pretty much shut down over the past couple uh, days in order to be able to talk about this election. And I know that many of you are very, care, very passionate about this and care about it a lot, just the same way that I do. So more than ever right now, we need shows like... Split the Difference podcast, where we are willing and able to see the good and the bad on both sides of the aisle and hopefully try to have some type of unity. We can look at stuff like this and we can say there are people on both sides of the aisle that just want the best thing for the country and we can work together in order to be able to do it. So if you're passionate about that mission, if you want for more unity to happen, then please follow me on Instagram, find me on Facebook, find me on YouTube, and please look up my website. All of that is split the difference. Go ahead and check me out. Give me a like, drop me a subscribe, give me a review. Um, If you like this and you enjoy it and you want more content, um, definitely helps and it definitely goes a long way. Share it with your friends. Uh, With all of that having been said, We know what we have to do. We've got to keep level-headed. We've got to be reasonable. We've got to work our hardest to split the difference. This is Austin Taylor.